Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome back to Man Bites Pod. It is I, Gene Von Banyard, the cinema baron, putting the sin back into cinema. And of course, I am joined by my two cohorts in this cinematic business that we conduct on a regular basis. Uh, Reverend, how would you be, sir? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm just laying back here in the studio, just having a time ready to talk about this goddamn movie. Excellent. And Commander, what say you? Oh, I'm doing very well. Very excited. Uh, Hope everybody enjoyed our last episode. I forgot to mention on the last episode, I hope everybody had a great Halloween as I did. And I am very excited about this movie. It's a movie that I I had heard about and I really just paid it no mind. I I, I don't know why, but I Mm -hmm. fucking love this one. This was fun. Awesome, awesome. I wanted to bring this uh, to people's attention as well because it's a little slept on. It's a bit of an indie sleeper. Uh, straight off the bat, it is Troll Hunter 2010 by Andre Overdal. It is Norwegian, as you probably guess by the name. Now, for those that don't know the director, you probably do know the director. You just haven't heard his name before, but you probably know his films. Horror fans, he did The Autopsy of Jane Doe, which I am quite a fan of that movie. I thought it was particularly good. Loved um, it. I'm actually surprised you haven't... I, I expected you to, to bring that one to the table, honestly. <laughs> it's on the list. It's definitely <laughs> on the list. <laughs> Yeah, but I wanted to start with this one, his first feature film, his debut, uh, which got him rolling as well. He did a short film uh, just before this one called Future Murderer or Murder, one of the two. Uh, That's his film school project. Uh, But this is his first feature film. Uh, After Autopsy of Jane Doe, he did Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. That's what he's probably most known for in 2021. It's a young adult horror film. Yeah, young adult fiction come horror film. Yeah. Now, can I ask you something? Down in, in when so you grew up in in uh, Greenland in fucking New Zealand, right? Yes. Yeah. You right. Not you quite Greenland. To, yeah. And you and you moved to Australia. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why that came to me. But did you have scary stories in the dark down there? The Alvin Schwartz drawings and all that stuff. Stephen Gamel. Most likely, I never came across them, though. I just never came okay. across them. Yeah. So, I don't know about... I Legit, I'm from California. We're from the third largest state in the entire union. We are right behind Texas. We are huge. So, what happens here often is kind of in a bubble, and we don't realize it. Um, so, 
I'm wondering, I know that the Reverend's with me on this. The scary stories to tell in the dark was fucking huge here. Huge. Yeah. Everyone knew about it. And there was a metric ton of fucking kids that were terrified that wouldn't even open the pages of those books. And it was because of the drawings, right? Mm -hmm. Um, more, more than anything, but those books were legit terrifying. It was my first foray into horror literature. Um, I read those and then I immediately started reading Stephen King and I was disappointed by that movie, but I also have so much nostalgia involved in, and so much that I've built up in my mind when I read it. Sure. numerous times hundreds of times that seeing seeing what was done i was like this is fine but i was not it was not happy with it but I, it was it was passable i wasn't angry but i wasn't happy either does that make sense absolutely yeah. absolutely reverend it, it was hard for anyone to really have done that it's such an influential you know, piece of California, I guess. Like, no I mean, doubt, it was everywhere when we were kids. Like, these were at all the libraries, like in the school libraries and everything. You know. Okay, I don't think it had. Don't think it made it down here to have as big an impact as it did in California and America. It seems. Um, from uh, being a fan of director viewpoint, I thought also it was fine. It was acceptable. It was passable. Um, it was very much on the young adult horror tip as well. So I'm not going to be as affected by it because of my age, pure and simple. Yeah. Which is also fair because that's what the books were. I mean, I, I was, when I read those books, I was in elementary school. I was, uh, uh, what do you call it over there? Primary school, right? I was, yeah. I, I was, I was in uh, second and third grade when I was reading those books. And then I was reading Carrie when I was in, fourth grade because of it because i'm like this is fucking amazing i'm terrified and i love it like sure sure no i get that i get that um and also from a directorial point of view uh uh Overdahl, still very skilled but it has that hollywood sheen on it that uh that hollywood mitigation if you will a lot like del toro <laughs> when he did uh, gulame del toro when he did the devil's backbone and he did pan's labyrinth and then he came to america and did the shape of water blade 2 etc still good films but it's got that hollywood mitigation to it you know what i mean it doesn't have yeah. that unique rawness to it you know that edge sure. if you will yeah, yeah, and Overdale yeah. is the, is the same, uh, same, same, same uh, situation. I I know that if we were a boy, if we were a boy band, I would be the I would be the tough one of the group. But I'm gonna say that fucking uh, Shape of Water fucking rules. That movie is fucking awesome. I thought it was a good film. I thought it was a good film. I just like Del Toro's pre Hollywood stuff much more. That's just no doubt. But, no but you doubt. get what I mean. You get what I mean. It's the style of film, the, you know, the uh, the quality of it, the content of it. Yeah. But um, I mean, yo, yo, Pan's Labyrinth was fucking great. Like, he's no slouch. The guy's it's one of my favorite films. Uh, Dark Fairy Tales, that, that, that thing's phenomenal. That movie's phenomenal. Um, but not to get too off track. Not to get too off track. Sorry. All good, all good. Um, just wanted to say with the Stephen King, you went into reading Stephen King after, what's the name of the author of Scary Stories again? Uh, well, it's uh, Alvin Schwartz. 
Thank you. And then you went into reading Stephen King, Overdale directed Secret Stories, and he's going into direct The Long Walk by Stephen King. That is his upcoming project at the moment. Oh, that's a, and that's a short that's a short story, right? Uh, it says novel here. I've never read that one. Oh, so I'm not him could, either. Okay, okay, okay. He's doing The Long Walk. And after that, he's doing a particular chapter from Brahm. Stoker's Dracula turning into a whole movie. What that chapter is, I do not know, but that's what's happening in the future for Andre Overdahl. Just one chapter? Yeah, man. <laughs> a, wait, a full-length movie? Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, okay. I can't yes. imagine what that would be. I've read that fucking book. I don't... I hope it involves Lucy. That's all I'm saying. Sure. Oh, <laughs> oh, fucking yeah, buddy. <laughs> absolutely. All right. Absolutely. All right. All right. Now, um, Joel Hunter came out in 2010. Um, he was given the money basically from uh, the Norwegian Conservation Department, whatever it's called there, basically to make his film whilst also highlighting the natural beauty of Norway, which this film does. Norway is an amazing looking country. I really want to go there one day. Uh, being a fan of lots of things Norwegian, including the countryside, the music, I'm a fan of black metal, absolutely. I know uh, there's music stores dedicated to metal there. There are bookstores dedicated to dark fantasy and this movie really is a folk metal dark fantasy uh, found well fomentary framed by uh, the found footage concept right and, but you know what I don't care for found footage movies I don't okay. by and okay. large by and large in a huge way I err on the side of fuck found footage movies, this one was done well. Yeah, um, it's done it's, very well. I'm really I'm, not a big fan of the found footage either. I mean, uh, except for Campbell Holocaust, but that's kind of half and half. So, but that's know, the that's the illest shit ever, and everyone ever since then has been aping. Yeah. So mm. that's that's the OG. That's the illest thing ever. You know. I don't entirely agree with that, but I understand why people can get mad at found footage because there are some very good ones. Cannibal Holocaust, uh, apart from being a morally reprehensible film, is an incredibly effective film, absolutely. There, um, but I, there are some moral issues with that movie, yes. for sure. <laughs> absolutely. Um, the taking of Deborah Logan, I thought, was particularly good. Uh, that is a found footage film. But... I think there are some good examples of found footage. I appreciate the concept because I think think when it can be done well, it can be very effective. But this film is more fomentary. This is not a mockumentary like Best in Show. This is a fake documentary <laughs> framed by found footage. So it's basically bookended, this film, by the uh, found footage concept. Uh, this footage was found. And then the people uh, who did the footage, uh, who, who uh, took the footage, created the film, disappeared. Beginning, end. Yeah. 
And that's all that is found footage about it because the camera work, rather than being all shaky cam crazy, oh, my God, what is happening? Uh, Dutch tilts all over the damn shop. This is filmed uh, like filmmakers trying to go out and make a legitimate film on a small budget. So they're holding the camera steady. They're trying to get the best frame as possible. We'll go into it all. But that's what makes it a faux-mentary film rather than a found footage film per se. Yeah? All right. Um, and found footage is always trying to, within the horror genre, the rules and tropes of the horror genre is trying to reach a certain point of realism by showing how disturbing it is that these people came across these monsters in reality when they didn't expect to come across them. And that's why the camera is suddenly thrown all over the shop because it's them reacting in real time. This is monsters uh, of fantasy being shown in the most realistic, straight-faced way possible. No, these things actually do exist. These, this is part of Norway. You know what I mean? But I'll go into that. I'll go into that. This is the clever film the thing about this film, the way that it actually plays with not only the fantasy genre, but the expectations of a found footage film to even satire it, yeah? That's why I think you might even enjoy this film because it actually plays up found footage, yeah. Okay. Um, now, uh, ba, 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 anything oh, you know what? Mention, mention Baron, about it. Baron, yeah, I it. wanted to ask you, um, I'm not sure if we, I apologize, I'm not sure if we passed or um, or for before this moment, but there is a portion where the students are leaving the town, right? Yes, yes. I don't remember the name of the town. I apologize, but they're leaving. And I swear to you, it's the only English in the movie. Son says, now leaving, da, 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 whatever the name of the town is. Is there some reason for that? It's bothered me since the fucking first second I saw it. I rewound it a bunch of times. They, when they're leaving, one, it's early in the movie, very early uh -huh. in the movie. I know what you mean. Yeah. 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 And he says, now leaving, da da da. And he says it like, like almost like he's doing an American accent when he does it. And, and then there's nothing after uh, they just are driving on their fucking blue, icy roads. And I'm just like, mm -hmm. what the fuck? Why did he say that in English? That was the only thing in the whole movie in English. And it, well, it, it the, just... What if it's a case of uh, captioning? Because it's Volda, V-O-L-D-A, city, and they are from Volda University. That's right. But, okay. V-O-L-D-A, that ain't English. How was that captioning? Because he said it out loud. That's what I mean. He said, now leaving Volda. He said that out loud in English. That's why it tripped me out, almost like he was doing an American Oh, accent. I'm with you. I'm with you. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. I don't know. I can't answer that. I, I feel like maybe the uh, only thing I can think of is they're referencing some American thing they've seen, and it's like an inside joke to them. And maybe the Very, Norwegians yeah. get it, and we don't. But Possibly. I thought maybe you might be more hip than I am. It's... Um, I don't know. This I uh, made for Andre, uh, sorry, for Overdell. Uh, he was uh, a big inspiration for this movie is Jaws. Yeah, he wanted to make a, uh, 
an independent Norwegian film with Hollywood flair as well, basically to get his name out there as a director and further his career as well. Um, so, and you see that with the trolls, you know what I mean? Because they are bigger than life, you know what I mean? But uh, the sensibilities, the humour especially, is very Norwegian in this film. So it could be a lost in translation film quite literally. Um, for me, this is um, one film for me, of all the films that we've done, this a lot gets lost in translation, I think. And no doubt. And re researching, did I pick up that this is really quite funny as well. Um, and a lot of unknown actors and comedians, famous Norwegian comedians, particularly Hans, the troll hunter himself, uh, Otto Jespersen. He, um, he is a well-known Norwegian comedian slash satirist. He is like the John Stewart of Norway. Really? Interesting. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, having him in this film uh, playing a uh, dramatic role, if you will, was a big, big deal. That's what uh, helped get a lot of attention put onto this film. Yeah. Um, sure. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, what else do I want to say about it? Uh, there was a bit of a viral campaign. They kept both the title and car secret until shortly before the premiere, dropping cryptic teasers uh, to create a viral effect. I don't know if Cloverfield came out before or after this film, but it was a similar marketing campaign in Norway. Cloverfield was after. Cloverfield was after this movie, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, they also shot it in sequence as well. So these scenes were shot in the order of the plot, as what you see is what they shot in order as well, because uh, Norwegians know their uh, countryside, they know their scenery, and if they're being done out of order, ah, oh, no, no, they shouldn't be there yet, because this movie isn't part of road movie, there's a lot of time travelling on the road as well. Um, so Johanna, the, uh, the cast member who plays Johanna, which is actually Johanna uh, Mork, and I will apologise now for all my terrible Norwegian pronunciations. Um, she uh, said it was an that's the sound girl, yeah? Sound, the boom operator, the sound girl, yeah. She Big says fan. it was an exhausting experience as well, um, you know, because they pretty much were on the road. Filming this in sequence as they went traveling a huge expanse of Norway to get this done. Um, I forget the name of the um, production companies that did the CGI for the trolls, but it's some of the best CGI that I've ever seen, certainly in an independent movie. What did you guys think of the trolls? I loved them. I absolutely loved them. Um, and there were some jokes we'll, we'll talk about later once you talk about later in the movie, but um, that I was like, that's really clever. That's really funny how you inserted that and did this fucking parlor trick of a joke. Uh, but I absolutely love the trolls. I am one of one of I almost made my bit of violence one of the troll deaths, quite honestly. Okay. Okay. Um, cool. It's not, but I I fucking loved it. I thought it was brilliant. And, and, okay. and you say this is independent. What do you know the budget on this flick? I didn't look it up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like uh I have it in uh what was it in in okay, which is uh Norwegian currency. Sure. Caps. <laughs> um, and, and it was uh, made for 3.5 million, which is nothing. 
is really nothing, especially for that kind of CGI work. Um, yeah. In Norway, box office, it made 4.1 commercial flop, oh, but it so has they, gone. Wait a minute. So they made their money back, though. How's that a flop? Yeah. But not in terms of uh, box office, you know what I mean? Because, yes, they made 4.1 million, but once they've paid everyone, uh, paid all the distribution oh. costs and all that sort of thing going forward. It really doesn't cover costs. Yeah. Yes, well, they that's made. Supposed to, that's uh, supposed to be. That's supposed to be in the budget. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the budget that's just for shooting. They make all the money back to for distribution and exhibition oh. costs as well. You know what I mean? It won't cover dick. Okay, no, okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it does have it's got it's got a decent cult following, even though it's a little slept on. It does have a decent cult following. The reception in America was particularly good. Um, it has an 82 to 71, 82 for critics, 71 for audience rating on uh Rotten Tomatoes. And in 2016, it was slated that their rights were brought and slated uh, for a remake to be produced, but that was put to bed. And I think we should leave that to rest as well, just quietly. I think this is a Norwegian film done outside of Norway. It really wouldn't get the sensibilities or any idea of folklore because this isn't, um, you know, this is certainly not internet trolls. Um, this is certainly not Lord of the Rings trolls. This is Norwegian trolls. And there's certain fairy tales, which this touches on, certain folklore, which this movie touches on. It's very specific, yeah. And, and and by the way, they they did. I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to profess to be a, a, a troll genius of any kind, but they did hold true to a lot of those. I mean, they name check specific uh, uh, like children's rhymes and things like that. Like yes. I, those things I do yes. know. They absolutely uh, yeah. kept it real with with those things. They they. They made sure that they stayed true to the to the apps to the, to the uh, what do you call it? What we would call an urban legend, but that shit ain't urban. It's it's folklore. a wooden legend. Yeah, folklore. yeah. Folklore and I yeah. think some of that that folklore definitely translated to America, and that's maybe why it did do somewhat well here because we do carry a lot of that bullshit over so you know we're, we're somewhat familiar with trolls and like there is an interest in it you know I mean gummy bears was practically trolls and grew up on that shit you know so it, it was there's a better example Ryan. I know that, that was a bad example man I didn't say shit <laughs> <laughs> well, can I point his... something out uh, we, we recorded the first Nolu episode uh, in the morning today and oh, did you I really? Okay. Bitter and bent out of shape and not happy about it. And Terry was like, "Yeah, man, let's get things going." He was like a toilet flushing, cow mooing, fucking morning DJ. And here we are now <laughs> at night. And here we are now at night. Yeah, <laughs> I know, man. I don't know what it's to tell fucking nine forty something in in the PM Pacific Standard Time, and Terry falling apart, and I've come alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. every time. we're on opposite schedules. I think we need to like meet at high noon, honestly. <laughs> no, that doesn't work for me. I have things to do at that point. Ah, uh, fuck. Uh, we do well. <laughs> we do well in our global little meetings that we have here. Um, 
But um, three Billy, three Billy goats gruff. We're all hip to that nursery rhyme, that fable, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there we go. And that's touched on in this movie. So it does expand out from Norway as all good Norwegian things do, definitely. Um, what else did I want to mention? I think those are pretty much the main things that I wanted to touch on. Uh, yeah, let's go into the plot. Okay. Unless anything else, want, anyone wanted to touch on anything else? No? Okay, cool. All right. Now, we have a group of students from Volda University. Uh, they are Thomas, Johanna, and their cameraman, Kali. Kali, Kali, I think it is. Um, Thomas, I really liked. Johanna, I really liked. Kali uh, was not a fan of whatsoever. That's the, is that the guy? That's the guy that's the, uh, um, in front of the camera, right? Yeah, he's the cameraman bitching from the start, basically. Yeah, he's a, yeah. that guy's a fucking strap job. I don't yeah. like him. And I yeah. think that what they did with him was purposeful. I, yeah, I think it was you, very much purposeful. Yes, I'll, yeah, I'll let absolutely. you elucidate, but I think everyone, what I'm saying is he's a heel disguised mm. as a baby face mm. and everyone's supposed to hate him. Absolutely, absolutely. It was set up well, just a little bit of foreshadowing there. And now they're setting out to make a documentary about a suspected bear poacher, and that is Hans, played by Otto uh, Jespersen. Now, bear poaching in Norway. Uh, bears are ultra-protected uh, by the conservation department. Bear hunters, they need to get a license where there's a lot of rigmarole to go through to get said license. So when there's a bear poacher, the conservation board and the bear hunters, the certified bear hunters, they are not happy at all. So they want to deal to this bear poacher. And we start off with the uh, documentary crew uh, interviewing the bear poacher, uh, sorry, the bear hunters, uh, talking about what they want to do to the bear poacher, the suspected bear poacher, Hans, yeah? Yeah. And the bear poachers range from old mate who's been doing it for quite a while to a younger dude who looks like he just wants to go to the middle east and fuck people up <laughs> you know there will be consequences if they ever catch him you know the guy i'm talking about oh right. yeah and, yo yeah. because i'm such a mark like i'm a not that hip to the norwegian culture i'm also i know guns but i don't know um I don't know hunting culture very well. I'm kind of a city rat. I I was like, I mean, maybe that's how things go over there. Like, I was just like totally taken in by it. Like, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, well, I, bought, was... I bought it. I bought it like a fucking mark. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, the Norways are very protective about their wildlife, their scenery. You, you don't go and poach it. You don't go and poaching. It's kind of very similar to New Zealand in that way. New Norway has uh, a lot of similarities to New Zealand protecting the wildlife because a lot of it is endangered. And in terms of the type of scenery, the type of climate, yeah, um, you're looking at Norway there. A lot of the times you're looking straight at the South Island of New Zealand, where I originally hail from, yeah. California is pretty serious about it too, but the big difference, I would wager anyway, I don't know if this is true. I'm guessing I'm speculating. Um, we have a lot of people from the other side that are like, fuck conservation, fuck taking care of the fucking animals. Da, 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 da. They infiltrate 
and become part of the conservation societies and they become part of the uh, wildlife government mm. agencies and let people not poach, but let them take over their limit and fish over their limit in, in deer I and venison. See. Oh yeah, yeah that happens, that happens a you. lot out here because they don't just don't give a fuck. Um, I, I, I wonder if that happens out there, but I, once again, I'm speculating. And we've only got the movies, uh, you know, point of view, uh, you know, uh, to basically take for granted. You know what I mean? Face values. Right. Certainly. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, at the site of an illegally slain bear, they interview local hunters who commented the bear tracks look odd. Yes. Now they are interviewing Finn Haugen, <laughs> this motherfucker, head of Fucking the Norwegian. Fuck Finn. <laughs> Fuck him and his mother. Guy. This guy, the Norwegian Wildlife Board. Well, so it seems at first, yeah. Um, and, yeah, and they're already starting to uh, show out the discrepancies, like, uh, so a bear's just laying there like that, taken out. The bear tracks will go all over the shop. There's no clear path, you know, of... Uh, um, that the bear has taken that sort of thing. No, no, it is fine. The poachers are crazy. Don't listen to them. I am correct. Everything I say makes perfect sense. You know what I mean? So this guy's classic, classic from the beginning. Yes, which this movie really looks at the ineptitude of bureaucrats and governmental control a lot. It's a big satire towards all of that. Definitely. Um, uh, Finn dismisses the idea that the bear tracks could have been fake. The students now follow Hans in an attempt to secure an interview, but he continually uh, rebuffs them. Yeah, he tells them to go away. Now, at the start of this film, it's a little rushed in terms of the logic, in terms of the pacing. They catch up with Hans all of a sudden. You know what I mean? Like, they do jump forward quite a bit to get up to Hans. It's a first film. This is really expository. This is the exposition. They don't they don't vomit it out. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But just to point that out, just to point that out. No, right okay. there with you. Right there with you. I noticed it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we gotta get all these shots of the trolls, man. They, they're pushing the plot line so they can get to these fucking trolls, yes. you know? Precisely, precisely. That's precisely. actually fucking fair. They're doing some Hollywood shit where they're like, all right, plot line, plot line, plot line, trolls. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, it's not like they're gonna have a first murder in this movie. So they gotta really get to some action at some point here, you yeah, know? Exactly. So they, they, they push the. Movie. Yeah, they do eventually, but they, they, they gotta like, really push it's, it you know yes. there's no opening it, kill scene absolutely because right. this is not this is not a horror movie this is a dark fantasy slash action adventure film even if you right yeah oh, yeah, oh yeah, totally yeah. this is an action movie all day yeah um now they catch up to hans they're staking him out and after following him into a forest at night time uh because uh, basically Hans says, well, if you're going to follow me, all right, follow me. I'll show you what's up. Um, 
But then when they first really catch up with them is when they see the flashing lights in the forest at night. Yes, sorry, because they do they do go into the forest after him. They take away his warning sign. He puts up um, blasting area, stay out. They go in, they see flashing lights, and then Hans comes storming out and yells, Troll! <laughs> and, and and they just um, run after him because he is shit scared. The only time that you see him really, really panic in the film is at this moment. Now, again, with the pacing, you don't really see the details, uh, budgetary, you know, restraints, constraints and all of that. Thomas is attacked and reveals that he was bitten by something. He was bitten by the pursuing troll at this point of the plot. Now, um, and uh, he doesn't know what exactly has bitten him, but they are very, once they calm down, they are very suspicious about Hans and they keep asking him, did you just really say troll? Did you just yell out troll? Do trolls actually exist? <laughs> they're still incredulous, but they're like, what the fuck just happened? You know, this is borderline. I would be too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fantasy becoming reality. They escape in Hans Land Rover and discover their own vehicle turned over with the tires ripped off, covered as Thomas's as well. Troll excretion. This is like Ghostbuster, like protoplasm, ectoplasm business here. This right. Yeah, yeah. Nasty Are you talking about the the troll stench? Yes, what what he makes the troll stench out of that goo? Oh, yeah, no, you're talking about what was on the car. Yeah, no, we get to the yes. cold, troll stench later. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like yes, that yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and their and their car that they went in to follow Hans in in the first place is completely turned over and smashed up. It is destroyed. Yeah, it has been totally done over. Mm. Uh, tires ripped off the works. Um, Hans eventually admits that it is not bears he is hunting, but actual trolls. Though skeptical, the students ask if they could join Hans and film his hunt, to which he consents on the condition that they do exactly as he instructs. So that um, he says, like, okay, if you want to see me kill the troll that attacked you, do exact do exactly as I say. The next day, Hans makes them disguise themselves with troll stench, a slimy concentrate made from everything you can everything you can squeeze out of a troll. I'll leave that up to your imagination, but you see it throughout this film, yeah? And it clearly is repugnant. Yes. Yeah. Just apps like the dictionary definition of repugnant. Yeah, they yes. really took a good picture of that, so you can really smell it on the fucking celluloid, man. Absolutely, no the goo was the goo was done really well, and the actor's reaction to having to rub it on them, the their reaction to the stench was really good as well. It's like, nah, fuck that, that's that looks disgusting. Straight up and down, these are good actors. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They really had me believe in all the shit that was going on with their characters. Now. Once the troll stench has been slathered all over them, Hans is about to take off, but then he stops and says, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Are any of you Christians? Do any of you believe in God or Jesus? The troll can smell a Christian man's blood. Yes, and this becomes a reoccurring motif throughout the film, Commander. I find, I find this so funny because it's just another... This has got to be a dig at Christians. There was no oh. need to do this other than to dig at Christians because 
the purpose of this is if you are not a Christian, you just say, no, I'm not a Christian. And that's the truth. If you are a Christian, but your motivation is to stay on this team and see what's going on, you have to lie, yes. which is a fucking sin. And yeah. it's, <laughs> it's, it's just so, it's so good. Like, I loved that. As soon as he said it, I went, yes. For okay, sure. Norway, yes. Norway, Denmark, all those countries fucking rule the way they deal with religion. I love it. Yeah, and he comes back to that P5 folk poem, I Smell the Blood of an Englishman, man. Mm-hmm. That's part of that whole folklore. It's awesome. Yeah, a thousand yes. percent. And um, and you're looking at Norwegian history, uh, pagan history being uh, consumed, subsumed, and eradicated by, you know, uh, Catholicism, by Christian colonialism, <laughs> and all of that. So that has gone into their folklores and their fairy tales, etc. Um, that actually visually references uh, the fairy tale in the film, uh, where they talk about trolls smelling Christian blood and devouring Christians as well. Um, right. And, it, and you can look at black metalers burning down churches because of the oppressive nature of Christianity to this day in Norway. It all stems from the same well of spite and <laughs> bitterness towards the towards Christianity. It is what it is, yeah. Yeah, it's specifically Catholicism, really. Uh, it's specifically Catholicism, yeah. Okay. In that country specifically, it's it's specifically Catholicism because yes. Catholicism were the ones behind the Crusades. They were the ones that were essentially doing what England did back in the day where it was there make the world Catholic. Yeah, they did it and they did it in a way that was not conducive to taking care of fucking anybody it was all about control it was all about power it was basically just another political uh level to control yes yes and um to this day there is a state church to this day if i am mistaken i apologize but i'm pretty sure church and state are not separated in norway is that right i'm pretty sure yeah I apologize I, if I, I I'm not mistaken, but if it has been separated, it's only in very current times that that has been taking place. So most Norwegians say, no, we are not Christians, we are not religious, but uh, they are a part of the state, and so therefore they are part of the church. So it actually comes in when they fill out forms and that sort of thing, they are legally obliged to tick certain boxes uh, based on a religious pretext, Yeah. I, I do think we should get back to the movie. I, I apologize. I want to throw one thing in there because you brought up this country. I We don't have separate. It's in our constitution that we have separation of church and state in this country. And we fucking don't. We absolutely don't. People step on it every single day in the in the law offices of this country. And I just wanted to bring that up. It's written down. It's one of the fucking first things in our constitution. Mm-hmm. And yet... Mm-hmm. No, we do not have that. Religious people uh, make laws for everybody in this country on a daily basis. Yeah. Look at Texas right this very second. And it's on your money and God we trust. Which, so okay, <laughs> so I have to say that real quick before we go back. That is not our fucking country's motto. Our country's motto is e pluribus unum, which means from mm. many, one. That yeah. is our country's okay. motto. That shit the In God We Trust was added in 1952 by Joe McCarthy, who is the famous 
communist hunter who jailed and hurt a lot of people for no fucking reason at all. Um, if you are not hip to McCarthyism, I don't know what to tell I you. Am. There's no, a quick I, I little, am. That's a quick little U.S. history lesson. Joe McCarthy is responsible for our quote-unquote nation's motto being in God we trust. Well, I am hip to McCarthyism from being an actor and the whole like blacklist there, yeah? Uh, but I didn't sure, realize... Oh, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I didn't realize his motto was put onto your money. No, I wasn't into oh, that. My apologies. That's oh, fucked. You fucking ain't right, man. That's why it's so dark and dangerous. And if yeah. you, there's a Nolu episode, Nolu episode where I break down the first half of Ronald Reagan's life, and you will mm -hmm. see where he gets involved in the McCarthyism that infected Hollywood. He's the yeah. architect. Yeah. Well, not the I'll architect. Not the architect. He's the. Um, He's the Joseph Goy. Not no, no, he's not that. That was the architect. He's the fucking guy that the, he's the puppet of it. He was the one they used to go yeah, and ruin yeah. Hollywood and make yeah. it whitewashed and Christian and all that. Oh, Reagan. Hmm. All right, all right. Let's get back on track. That's because that's uh, that's Apologies. a dark I get, I, get a little, make... I get a little heated no. about my country's issue. No, that's easy to get heated about that. I do agree. I do understand. Okay, now Hans wields a flash gun, a weapon that emits powerful UV, UV rays to simulate sunlight and turn trolls to stone. Though he comments that sometimes the trolls just explode depending on how old they are. Um, now I was talking about how. This film attempts to make the fantastical the everyday. Uh, it, it, it attempts to convey a sense of realism to this whole fantastical situation. And that this is another element of that through the way it describes the science of trolls and how Hans takes out the trolls with UV light, unable to process uh, vitamin D, um, calcium, um, unable to process vitamin D. So You're right, which is, which is directly bones. from the sun. Yes, which is directly from the sun. The sun. Um, they don't get enough calcium, if I'm not mistaken, and so their bones uh, metaphorically turn to stone, yeah? Right, and take all the surrounding muscle and everything else with it, basically. Yes, yes, yes. And that is if they're older, but if the young ones that actually um, has a gaseous reaction, which begins in the stomach as well and expands from there, and that's why they explode. I'm terrible with scientific descriptions, but that's the gist of it, yeah? Oh, you did fine, buddy. <laughs> Makes sense to me. Okay. okay, thank you, thank you. Okay, now the students are stunned when Hans flash, uh, flushes out a giant three-headed troll called... Uh, uh, Tosselad, 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 I think is the way it was pronounced in the film. E-U-S-S-E-L-A-D-D. -S this is the troll with three heads, the first troll that we see. What did you guys think of the first troll that we see in this film? I was fucking blown away by it. I, I, I didn't expect it to be that good. <coughs> yeah, it was unexpected. Like, you know, you're going to see a troll eventually and that's it's coming at that moment. But when you finally see it, it's uh, it's off putting at how well it's done. Honestly. Yeah, it was. It, I think that the combination of. A, how well that CGI is done and B, the wait time in the movie before you see a troll was 
just fucking perfect. A little bit, yeah. you know, cu- couple so. 10, 10, 15 minutes longer. And it's like, all right, get the fuck out of here. But, yeah. you know, you do it in the first five minutes and you're like, okay, well, this is a Hollywood movie and you're just fucking giving me, yeah. it, you're just <coughs> doing the shit right away. So I'll stay watching. No, and there's I'm no happy with that. Up. Yeah. No, I agree with that. It was brought out at the right time. And that even justifies jumping over a few exposition points to get there, to have this come out at the right time, definitely. Uh, this is a forest troll as well. Hans at one point talks about how there's actually only one head. The other two heads are protuberances. <laughs> they are gross to uh, intimidate other, other male trolls and to impress other females as well. Um, only the, the original head is the only one with eyes as well. So it's not a three-headed troll. It's a troll with two extra growth yeah that also was interesting to me too that was that a thing uh that mm-hmm. i'm not a hip to like they, they talk about oh they grow the extra face and they grow the extra head and they grow all is that that's not a norwegian thing i'm hip to i don't know enough about norwegian troll law um i oh, damn. <clears throat> It's hard to know as well because they obscure it a bit as well because Hans also says that um, there's uh, the famous troll stories, the fairy tales that he goes on, Absesson and Mole, whatever, you know, they were, again, the Norwegian pronunciations, but there's a famous Hans Christian Andersen book for writer for trolls, which they referenced uh, throughout right. this movie. And he goes, don't trust the fairy tales. Reality is not always as it seems. To play on that, what is real, what is not, in the film and the presentation of the film throughout the, the things were a bit ambiguous which is brilliant that gives them room to play with it they don't have to Precisely. stay perfectly true to the fucking original demic yeah. it's not a remake they can now branch out yes yes absolutely absolutely now once hans has turned the tosselet into stone he explains to the students that he only allowed them to come along because he's tired of working uh for the Troll Security State, uh, or Troll Security Services, sorry, TSS. He says it is a shitty job. There's no hazard pay. He never gets to spend the night at home. And he wants this. Fuck me. (laughs) Pause. Okay, so sorry, what I've done there, guys. (laughs) This is fucking ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Shit. All right, what has happened? You know that um, stress ball I was playing with? Yeah. That pink ball? It just oh, exploded right. in my hand. And <laughs> <laughs> this pink fucking goo has <laughs> just exploded all over my pants and the floor. You no, know, I get it. Have at it. Uh, I, I once. I, I don't know if you have the, had this toy out there, but I always wanted to stretch Armstrong when I was a kid. Went to a garage sale and found one, and in two days it exploded. Got all over the floor. I got in yeah. a bunch of fucking trouble for it. <laughs> oh, shit. It is disgusting. All right. Are you ready there, Gene? You got yeah, ready. Yes, all new pants, pink goo, pink goo, pink pants, pink pants, barren. The Pink Panther. All right. and it, is it is it pink? Does it did it look like mm-hmm. the did it look like the fucking goo from Ghostbusters? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just in bright fucking pink. <laughs> it's disgusting. It was like, it's just toxic. What's happening to my nuts at this point of time? 
Now, we're, okay, we're back. <laughs> and Hans has explained to them that he works for the Troll Security Service. So the uh, the tussle lad, it was um, turned to stone, smacks it down with a sledgehammer, explains to uh, the documentary crew that he's sick of the job. He wants them to expose it on television. But no, no, Finn from... TSS isn't having a bar of that, and he shows up on the scene with a uh, team to deposit a bear carcass and plant fake tracks. And he tells the students that they will not be allowed to keep their tapes now. Um, but they need to bear. They bring the Polish <laughs> painter service. Points, Polish <laughs> painter service. This Polish chap, funniest character in the movie, yeah? Oh, it's not even close. Yeah, he's hilarious. And I was like, Polish painter. I don't know if I don't know if this translates across the seas, but like the culture of California, the the level that we're on, I'm wondering if it's offensive to some people. <laughs> it's um, offensive to the Polish. I believe there's a bit of um, how I said a phobic beef basically between You're the Norwegians right. and the Polacks. <laughs> that's what i mean like i'm wondering if yeah. it reads the way the way like the u.s and mexico kind of blur those lines and like make really fucking bad jokes from time to time that are out of line um and i wondered if that was the same over there <laughs> yeah that's pretty that's pretty much what's happening there between norway and uh the polish there at this moment definitely um the polish like I mean, I'm an Australian here. This is an outside objective point of view. Um, like the Mexicans will do a lot of jobs that Americans don't want to do or employed to do a lot of the more hard physical actual work jobs. Yeah. Um, that's what the Polish do in Norway. Hence the painting service. Hence him saying, we do not ask. We do. Why you want to make problem when problem not you want to make no. Whatever the hell he says in right. his broken also, English. Yeah, yeah. I mean, also, he seemed like, I'm like, dude, this guy is an actual racist Polish joke from the United States. Like that I've sure. heard before. Sure, sure, right. sure, 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 sure. I'm with you. I'm with you. Because uh, the, the problem being the... Um, the altercation is being caused between Finn and the Polish painter, bear uh, delivery person, is that he um, wanted a Russian bear. No, he gets him a Croatian bear. No, Croatian bear, good. Justice, good. Croatian, whatever that means. <laughs> um, you see Finn trying to again to cover the tracks. The bear is the scapegoat, so he has basically got bear feet on with a couple of other bear feet on ski poles, walking along, pretending to be a bear. It's totally ludicrous, you know. It is quite hilarious, but all done in a straight stone Norwegian face as well. Hans explains that Finn's job is basically to keep the existence of trolls secret, along with Hans, who gets to kill them. Um, and anyone tries to anyone who tries to expose this secret will be killed. It wasn't. Really necessarily stated, but Hans read between the lines. He says that it's they will be taken out. Yeah, sure. now, they also make it seem like it's a full department. Like there are other yes. Finns and other uh, what's his name Hans. Yes. There yes. are other Finns and Hans running around doing the same shit across Norway. Uh, I believe Hans is the only troll hunter. Is that right? Yes, Hans is the only troll hunter. Hence, that's why they want to continue the film, because he is a hero. 
they see him as a hero because he's saved a lot of lives. Oh, see, so he's more of a Rambo than I thought. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. That yeah. I yeah. was looking at this differently. Okay. Um, but the TSS itself is a big operation. Yes, it's a big governmental operation. Going all the way up to the president, which is touched on at the okay, very end so- of the film. Therefore, that's why I kind of took this to be to to translate it into like American organizations. I took it to be kind of a CIA MK Ultra type of thing where it's a secret governmental organization. And you don't just have one guy keeping checks on that. You have a bunch of people in the same position that all are basically going to snitch on one another if they don't act right. You know, no, it's the lone hunter. It's more of a John Rambo. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually quite an appropriate. Um, that changes there. this movie. I like that. Um, now he explains that the trolls have been leaving their usual areas, coming near populated areas. This is fans to the film crew, which has not been normal. Mm. They've been acting extra aggressive mm. lately, and uh, and so he needs to get a blood sample for his veterinarian friend. Yes, but so before we get to the veterinarian, though, he needs to get the blood sample, and this is where we have uh, the reference to Billy Goat's gruff played out in in a visual scene here, where he has three uh, Billy Goats on a bridge to lure out a troll under a bridge. Uh, this is my favorite part of the movie. I thought this was absolutely fantastic. That was, I honestly, I was like, that was a good joke. That's exactly, I said it out loud. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, The troll in question that he's trying to lure out is a Regelfant. This is a very ugly troll. Um, Not nowhere as big as the Tussle Lad. Uh, I imagine it's about 12 feet tall. It's missing an arm. It tends to piss a lot in the urine that stinks to high heaven to mark its territory. Um... And as it eats livestock, that sort of thing. Um, and he does lure it out eventually to get the blood sample. A couple of other funny things happens. First, first of all, Hans comes along in Ned Kelly armor, which I particularly appreciated. As the Australian of the pod there, Ned Kelly um, iron suit. Um, and because, you know, the troll eats the uh, Billy Goats and he comes along onto the bridge. And I loved it basically when the troll jumps up and he basically smacks Hans around in the armor suit, goes to pick him up, bite on him, <laughs> can't bite through, throws him back down and jumps back under the bridge. Students come along to see if Hans is okay. Hans wakes up, goes, oh, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. Picks up his giant syringe, goes underneath uh, the bridge. You don't see anything. You hear a lot of crazy sound. The sound design in this film is fantastic. So what you don't see, you certainly hear. And um, then the Rangelfant being a younger, a Rangelfant being a younger troll, as described earlier, gaseous reaction explodes. Thomas gets covered in gore because he goes down to see if Hans is okay. Um, and then looks at the camera and says, Ah, oh, so apparently trolls explode, <laughs> which was a great little comedic moment. Love it. Um, he says to Hans, are you okay? And uh, Hans goes, yes, yes, I'm just a bit stiff. And Thomas goes, just a bit stiff. This is sick. <laughs> this is fucking crazy. <laughs> Thomas is great. Thomas is great. Yeah. Um, yep, yep, yep. 
Okay, now, now he takes the blood sample to the veterinarian, who also works for the TSS, but finds that it will take several days before any results can be found. With the veterinarian as well, you see there's been a relationship with Hans and the veterinarian as well, and you get an idea of what is actually happened to the trolls that like they haven't been treated fairly in this either you start to sympathize with the trolls just a little bit she basically suggests the massacre of the trolls that took place uh that hans had to commit uh via the orders of the tss the troll security service basically he had to take out uh, mothers children and newborns trolls that couldn't even right. um walk yeah um and they were just chilling in their territory living their natural troll lives yeah um and this is where this film starts to become moving it's actually emotional this film which surprised me when i first watched it i didn't think i was gonna feel for the trolls and actually have empathy but this is what really created yeah would you agree this, oh this movie took some twists and turns that i was like there's it's a it's called troll hunter yeah. <laughs> I did not I did not expect depth on any level. I certainly wasn't looking for content. I was just like, this is just gonna happen. There's gonna be some yeah. trolls, there's gonna be a whole deal. And then I went, yeah. oh, it's a found footage movie. Of course. I know what's gonna happen. I was I legit said to myself, I know exactly what's going on in this movie. I'm done with it already. And yeah, it it fucking went up and down there were actual talented actors in this it's a whole fucking deal (laughs) and it's making uh comments about uh government ineptitude and it's also making comments about conservation as well with all the pylons that put it into the natural landscape which norwegians absolutely hate as well that's a big issue in norway with the government just slamming pylons everywhere right Um, uh, well, this and, is and, the- and that's referenced in one of my favorite things that, uh, I mean, this is later in the movie, but <laughs> the fact that there's a power grid, quote unquote, that uh. goes, wraps around everywhere, but, and it goes in a big fucking circle mm-hmm. to keep things in. That's what you realize mm-hmm. towards the end. It's to keep them in, not to keep them out, not to keep them away from yep. this particular yes. thing. It's to keep them in. Because yes. it goes in a circle. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's some, so. The- and I do honestly think that the, this and there are a number of other things that are actually Holocaust references. Sure. Okay, I hadn't considered that actually. Like, sure. like you said about this was essentially genocide of the trolls. Wow. They 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 close in on them with mm. that electronic field. And learn new ways to do that. I'm basically your man is fucking is Joseph Gerbel, who I like as a John Rambo character. You know, you want to be with him, but he's he's Joseph Gerbel's. Yeah. Yes, that's interesting. <laughs> that's interesting. Because how I saw it um, was uh, the pylons 
Uh, so the pylons basically like they keep the trolls out, yes, uh, but the trolls also represent the pagan history of Norway as well, and the, the modern technological advancements uh, have no consideration for the natural landscape and for the history of Norway itself, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, which the trolls are a metaphor for. But I definitely see what you're saying as well. Yeah, yeah, to be read both ways. Oh, I, I think that you're correct too. I honestly do. I so I, I know what you mean, uh, yeah. especially when I, I don't. I don't mean to spoil anything. I apologize if I am. But at the at the very end of the film, that news conference that happens yes. that yes. you can yes. get into that yeah, backs yeah. up yeah. that. After I saw that, I was on the same page as you. I think it's both. Does that make sense? Yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Okay, back into the plot now. Um, as I said, trolls are getting out of their natural area. These trolls, some the mountain trolls here, the Dovadagulbans. <laughs> mountain trolls, ones with the big noses, hairy, look like the monsters, monsters, yeah? Um, and they're, <laughs> they're hanging out in the caves and they've got to go into the cave to figure out what's up there. Um, and now they go into the cave and the Trolls come in whilst they're in the cave, so they've got to hide out. These uh, mountain caves, mountain trolls, sorry, they go down to sleep. So they've just got to basically wait it out. Hans is there. You know, he's got his hat over his uh, eyes. He's taken a rest. He's been here before. Thomas and Johanna are doing okay. They're kind of young troll hunters and training at this point. But Carly is Kelly is losing his shit. Give me the troll stench. Give me the troll stench. Rubbing it over himself. Um, and he goes, I've got to get out of here. And Hans is going, just chill. Just chill. Why are you Why are you freaking out? Just relax, will you? Deep breathe. I'm a Christian. Hans is like, you what? <laughs> Excuse me? Um, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I lied. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, just don't fucking start sweating, whatever you do, because one of the trolls' nose is starting to peak up. Uh, so He's starting to I, smell something. I have no yeah. idea why. I love that line so much. Don't start sweating, whatever you do. Yeah. Like, yo, man. <laughs> hey, how can you not? How can you not? Pinky you fucking not? Christians. I swear, man. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Um, yeah, the, the problems they caused. Anyway, um, oh, this is after one of the um, another humorous moment where one of these mountain trolls um, lets off a huge fart. Troll flatulence. The sound really depicts what it could possibly smell like with the um, actors' reactions as well. I'm sure this is just grotesque. A million rotten eggs at once filling their cave area. Yeah, hilarious. Okay, and uh, basically they run towards the sun, towards the entrance of the cave. Uh, Hans is leading off a few UV shots there with his flash torch missile, uh, his flash torch shotgun, but Kylie gets taken out. You don't see it, but you hear it. Again, what they don't have the money to show, they definitely, with the sound design, they let you hear it, so you picture it exactly watched in your head of this Christian prick being ripped. <laughs> yeah you, you can hear him being dismembered for sure absolutely absolutely um end of kelly kelly is done now the replacement camera woman comes along this is another little interesting bit about religious uh relationships within norway as well it's malika the muslim uh camera woman replacement i, I like her quite a bit 
I don't know why. I really have no good reason for that, but I just like her quite a bit. I, I thought this moment was very interesting because Thomas pretty much automatically goes, you don't believe in God, do you? And she says, uh, what? No, I'm a Muslim. Oh, Hans, she's a Muslim. What does that mean? <laughs> and, Hans, and he goes, I don't know. I, I yeah, don't know. seriously. Let's, let's, let's find out. Let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I believe there um, was a Jesus. I just don't know if that goes by with the trolls or not. You know? Can I can I throw that out there? That would be also that part is actually very in line with my Joseph Goebbels um, analogy, sure. where sure. you're now just experimenting. For sure. Yeah, mm. maybe like Hans a little less because I was quite a fan of Hans, but you have a point. Uh, have yeah, a point. I'm a little more bummed about this because I like Hans, Hans too. Mm. But mm. your man is clearly like, oh, really? I muted. What if their brains are different when I cut them open? Like, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a little cold. Just saying, let's see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> I, I could be totally wrong. I may have just seen this and I don't want to upset anybody and maybe the filmmakers didn't mean that. I'm just speculating. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no disrespect to Norway or Norwegians at all, but they are no. old people though as well, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah. They're, yeah. They're, well, no, stoic. They are stoic, I think is a more respectful way to put it. They are yeah. stoic. Yes, yes. Um, okay, now at this point, uh, now they've come to a cabin out in the middle of the coldest, snowiest parts. They're getting into the uh, the mountain ranges of Norway, Dimmuborgir style shit. They're hanging out in a cabin because there is a mountain troll, the rock, uh, what is it called? The Jotna, the Jotna. These are the big bad boys of trolls. Yeah, these things basically are the size of mountains. Yeah, they live in mountains and take up most of it. These things are absolutely huge. They can cross wide expanses quickly when they're traveling. Um, just before this, uh, Hans has figured out from his veterinarian, uh, you know, his uh, friend that uh, the trolls have rabies yeah that's why they're acting crazy they're leaving their usual areas they're eating stuff that they don't normally do including attacking humans um, and therefore if we remember Thomas got attacked at the start uh, he got bit um, and we do see Thomas starting to look a little ill a little look a little peaky he has rabies yeah um, he has troll rabies throughout the movie he makes mention of different things that constitute uh, symptoms of rabies. He says it like several things that yeah. lead up to, hey, you got fucking rabies. And he goes, no, I don't. Yeah. But yeah. they make mention yeah. of it throughout the film. Yeah, and once you see him in the cabin in the snow, you see it really starting to take effect, to take hold. Uh, but there's no real time to focus on that, and they don't really focus on that because they've got the Jotnar, the big bad boy of the trolls, king of the trolls, uh, from the Hall of the Mountain King itself. The Jotnar comes out and starts coming towards them, and they've got to get out of there in Hans's Land Rover. He's got this big big flash uh, UV flashlight on top of the Land Rover at this stage and basically the final chase is on 
Um, and cut to a long story short, yes, they eventually do take it out. They are able to survive, even when uh, the Jotna swipes the Land Rover and knocks it over. They're able to get out. Hans is basically able, Hans is able to go by himself and deliver the final, the coup de grace, and take him out with his flash or literally a missile of UV <laughs> light comes out and right. hits him in the chest, hits Jotna in the chest. And then another point of empathy that is uh, arises that you feel for the trolls in the Jotna here. The Jotna crying, howling, in pain and misery at the end. That yeah. sound, man, Jesus. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to go back to it. Just saying. That mm. was what I was saying. <laughs> no, you have something there, Commander. But um, it hurt my soul a little. It definitely hurt my soul a little. And the, the, again, great um, reactions from the actors there as well. Johanna, you can see she's looking at it with a pain in her heart. We're covering the ears. Yeah, because th this is awful. This is awful. And then once Jotna is taken out by this final UV, UV missile, then it just collapses and so this is the most beautiful part, part of CGI in the whole film as well, when you see it collapse into stone and ash. Now, Hans walks off into the distance, into the snow. I hope you've got the shots that you needed. Walks into the, the snow set. <laughs> and then one frame is there, the next frame he's gone. That's it, he's out of the picture. Him running away from the government was like my favorite part in the whole movie. Yeah, it's my favorite part where he takes the he, he snatches the camera from the new camera girl and fucks off into the snow because he needed needed to preserve that. And he's fucking rabbit, and he's yeah. still trying to preserve this movie. I mean, he stated before they even went out to deal with that troll. I need a hospital. And he was like, no, man, we got to go get this troll. And he's like, I mean, fine, fuck it. I'm already Yeah, here. yeah, that's, Let's go. that's Tomas. That's Tomas. He does that, which is great. But I, I right. when Hans walks off into the distance and disappears, the troll hunter himself. Oh, fuck me. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah no, you're right. That's what you're wrong about. All good, all good. Uh, and that's Hans just is doing... too. And that's, I still think that that is a reference to Clint Eastwood. Sure. Um, again, this is very Hollywood-inspired as well. Indie Norwegian film done with a Hollywood flair. Uh, so it's definitely a, you know, definitely a classic trope there for the lone hero to walk off. And he's walking away from the government position that he once had as well, and all of those rules he had to follow as well. So that may be a moment of redemption for our lone hero there as well. No yeah. doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Bit of a man, um, it's a man with no name type of moment. Yeah, there we go, there we go. But um, Thomas was a hero at the end because Finn and the TSS, the Troll Security Service, the government, the FBI, they're on the CIA, whatever you want to say, are on the scene and they want the footage and, they, and basically they come along and they take out this film crew. Uh, they kill them in the end because, I mean, it does cut off before we see any deaths. But um, we, after the, um, you see them run away, collapse in the snow, chased by the agents cut and then it cuts yeah blackout right um and then two texts saying they were never seen again if anyone has any uh whereabouts or knowledge of uh this film crew please contact blah 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 they were taken out by finn and his nazi droogs yeah right right 
Yeah, yeah. Storm. Ah, yeah, he's fucking storm stormtroopers. Yes, in the snow. Beautiful. Love it. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so the secrets of the trolls have been kept safe, yes? Um, so the citizens of Norway have been kept safe, however you want to read that. Yeah. Right. That and there are still trolls. Yeah. Mm. Still are trolls out there. Right. It's, not it's open-ended. It's open-ended, but not that's not quite the end of the film, though, because this is my touch. It finishes with a touch of absolute genius. Uh, I, I, I know where you're going. I loved this yeah. so much. Now, sorry, it's not a president. It is a prime minister, the Norwegian prime minister, Jens Stottenberg. This is the actual dude. Footage of the actual dude, of the actual prime minister at a news conference. Now, in Norway... Uh, it is called Troll Field or something like that. It is an area of uh, Norway. Uh, let me get this. Let me get this right. Let me get this right. For the final uh, film's final scene, a clip of former Norwegian Prime Minister Jens Stoltenberg speaking about an oil field outside Norway called the Troll Field was edited to create the appearance of him admitting to the existence of trolls. And then you have Finn <laughs> cut next to Finn, sitting next to the Prime Minister, looking at him with the eyes reaction. What the fuck did he just say? <laughs> and then boom, blacker, end of film. Um, yeah, so that's, that point of that being all Finn's good work was just screwed up by the Prime Minister there, admitting to the admittance of trolls to the general public on television. Then we have, um, now you enjoyed uh, the music there, uh, Commander. So yeah, I was there. As soon as the credits started, I was like, this fucking rule. It, it was very dark throne. It was black metal. It was, it was thrashy, but it was punk fucking rock too. All at the same time. Uh, I had the music. I had the music. I had the music. Where did that go? I really like that. And there's a bunch of other music that's really good in this movie too. Um, I mean, quite honestly, I like the background score where there was one. It was very rare, but there were rare. points. There's, yeah. there's points because it's a found movie, so there's not going to be a background score. But there are times where it's obvious music was written for the movie, and it's fucking incredible. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, it's something like Embalakiad is the name of the band. They're basically a black metal rock and roll band. Is how they call. That's what they call themselves. All right, that um, sounds right. I'm gonna write that down. Balakiad. Kavlakiad. K V A L. Kavlakiad. Got it. <laughs> exactly. And then there's uh, In the Hall of the Mountain King, the classical piece that after that as well, for obvious, you know, uh, from the play oh, yeah. here and Ghent as well, for obvious, you know, reasons there. And at the very end, um, the very end of the credits, you see the mountain trolls, the big noses, the farty ones as well, the, the gaseous uh, <laughs> bees come and rushing at the camera, end of film. I thought it was funny that they, they even did, I'm like, dude, they did a bunch of fart jokes in this movie. Like a yeah, bunch they of really them. did. They did. They did. A lot of a exactly. lot of troll stinkage going on. Yeah, um, which which leads me to believe that they like it's one of those, you know, B movie horror movies that like 
in but in Norway where they didn't take it that seriously. They're like, no, let's have some fucking fun. Right. Exactly. Exactly. There's a sense of humor to this film, even though it's done in the Norwegian stone face, but that's just how they do their humor as well. It is so dry. It is to the point of calcium. <laughs> yes. So dry. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I, I really like this film. It is my favorite found footage film outside of Cannibal Holocaust. This, um, you know, this is number two for me, definitely. Um, I, Andre I agree. I think he's a great director, even though he's become a little bit Hollywood. But hey, make your money however you want to make your money. Uh, this one and the autopsy of Jane Doe are definitely worth checking out. But this one in particular, I wanted to bring to the table because a lot of people don't know about it or they slept on it because they went, they saw the title with Troll Hunter. Now that's just going to be some fantasy CGI gimmick. Yeah, it is, but it's done in such a clever, funny Norwegian way that you've got to check it out. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a lot of stuff that is in line with British humor. It's very much, there's a lot of British humor. To I'd agree this. with that. I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. Um, before I get into, now nah, we'll just go through it. I'll throw mine out there. Bit of violence. I've already highlighted it as the Billy Goat's gruff scene with Hans in his Ned Kelly uh, armor, where he's smacked around uh, by the bridge troll, taking a bite on him thrown back down um, and then it's exploded underneath and Thomas gets covered in gore. Yeah. Oh, good. That's my, that's my runner up. Yeah. That's my runner up. Um, my favorite was when the cameraman gets eaten. I thought it was done so well, specifically him getting eaten as he goes and then drops the camera. Mm -hmm. I, it was, I loved it. I absolutely yeah. loved it. Uh, yeah, and and I don't. I honestly, traditionally, like we, you just said, I honestly don't care for fucking first person uh, horror, but fa our found footage horror. Um, the way this was done, it's like you said, it's my second favorite ever made. This is incredible. That was a great gimmick to use within that style of yeah. of filmmaking. I loved I it. Reference. Yeah, for sure. I I gotta go with him getting tossed around like a tin can, especially that final fucking throw where he throws him to the side like just like a piece of trash, man. That's it, just it's great. great. Yeah, it's by far my my top pick on that. Reverend, what do you think about this uh, film in general? We haven't really heard what you think of this film in general. I love this movie. I think it's fun, and I think the comedy in it is it's enough of the fart jokes that i mean everyone laughs at a fart so of course they got to put that in there and it makes it fucking re relatable to everyone the conservation aspect of it um it's good and i can see that it's there it almost doesn't need it, it it's like it's such a fun film that maybe i just am not seeing the the connection of the conservationist to it but it, it's it's so good that we don't really, I don't feel bad for the trolls, I, I guess, is what I'm saying, you know. But on the other hand, I definitely don't side with the government on this issue either. So, you know, um, this is just a fun fucking movie. 
I think it works on all levels. You can come on, you can come into it looking for a lot of uh, empathy, a lot of depth, absolutely. But then you could just have a great action adventure, dark fantasy roller coaster ride with this as well. Um, 100%. On, this yeah, is, yeah. This is a very diverse movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it works on it, a lot of levels. Yeah. This is fun on the level of a magic eight ball. And it's also, you know, I mean, I'm not going to say Citizen Kane, but it's, it's a level of brilliant that's pretty layered too. Yeah, absolutely. For a debut film with only three and a half million bucks as well. Quite exception, quite an exceptional achievement, in my opinion. No doubt. Um, all right. Okay. Uh, product placement, no idea. None. I have none. I, have <laughs> I would say absolutely none. If there, uh, if there is any, it's for a country that, that I've never yeah. been to. So yeah. neither. neither. American Australia has no idea there, so we'll leave that. Um, so we'll get to the good part here. Uh our Jobber Royale battle for this movie. I'm sure you can probably guess what it is because it has to be done. It is Finn versus the Polish painter. Oh, fucking phenomenal. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, you guys are fucking batting a thousand. It's got to be. Well um, done. Reverend, what, who you got? Take it away. Please start us off. You know, my money's got to be on this Polish painter, man. He's the one with the working man's job. He's the one getting things done. That other guy's just a pencil pusher and basically an overpriced narc. You know, um, he's just covering <laughs> shit up and kicking things over. But, you know, this 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 painter, he's got some he's got some uh, issues to deal with. And he's going to deal with them with his fist to that guy's face. Yeah, yeah no, I love that. I love that. Uh, Commander, do you agree, disagree? Uh, the issue I have, here's the thing. I want to disagree. Other than this guy's a fucking, like the fucking Reverend put it, son's a fucking rat. It's not going to work for him. He's going to get banged up. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Reverend, mm-hmm. the Reverend put that exactly the way it should have been put. Son's going to get fucking wrapped up. He's done. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, he is the working man as well. He gets the job done. He gets the job done. He does not ask questions. He just do. And uh, also he is Polish. Dude, that, and that was clearly a joke. Like on yeah. some, I can't speak English, but I'm making a joke, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? I'm yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now that's stated. The broken English was in there intentionally. That was intentional, one hundred percent. And he is Polish as well. They they've been through a lot. They can take a lot as well. The Polish. We've got to give that to the working Polish man as well. Yeah. Certainly, when you come to a corrupt government official, Finn's yeah. a piece of shit. He is the piece of shit of this movie, absolutely. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, just all that. And so, uh, yeah, the Polish painter takes it. Fantastic. So this is a wash on the this last two episodes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, rating. <coughs> yeah. Um, uh, I'll start. Um, I chose this film. I'm glad that you both enjoyed it. I hope our listeners out there enjoy it as well. Please do check it out. How did you guys watch this? What streaming service in America? Um, I think, oh Christ, I actually rented this off of iTunes. Or no, 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 I take that back. I bought it. I just bought the movie. So nice. Okay, I, I rented it off of uh Amazon Prime. So yeah. 
Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you for doing that. Australia, you can see this on Stan. Um, and it's actually on YouTube at the moment. So before it's taken down, um, you want to see it for free, check it out on YouTube as well. Uh, now, I give this, uh, I want to give it more because I am quite enamored of this film, but there are first film flaws as well, dra drama, surgical uh, problems with it. That is just problems with the screenplay that could have been fleshed out a bit more to just even, you know, give more to this film uh, to make it even more than it actually was. But again, it's a first film, exceptional effort for a first film. So I'm going to give it a solid seven out of ten. Um, and I liken this to, uh, yeah, the rage that you feel when you are played Christian music. <laughs> uh, yes, just like the trolls felt throughout, um, and that last mountain troll that was, uh, lured by the Christian music, the Christian song, yeah, um, and the rage that the troll felt, that's the rage that I, uh, Felt as well because I did feel for the trolls in this as well um, and I do rage you know against the government taking away natural history and certainly when it comes to natural folklore as well and things are turned into a disnified Hollywood you know playing field and perspective on things and all of that that, that entails yeah the rage that you feel when you listen to Christian music there you go nice I like Who's it next? man Thank you. Uh, you know, I'm going to I'm going to hit you right back with that number seven. I liked this movie a lot, and I understand that there are probably things that I'm not familiar with because it's such a foreign culture to me. But I enjoyed the fuck out of this film. This debut effort from this guy is phenomenal. It's that uh, this is the movie he wanted to make. That is his pure intention to do this with a small budget, and he does it phenomenally. It gets a full seven from me. I'm going to say this is like uh, this is like that gangrene, that frostbite gangrene that you're going to get out hunting these goddamn trolls, man. Fucking just frostbitten toes. They're going to start falling off one by one, turning stiff as those stone trolls dropping away, man. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, Commander, someone stole your gimmick there. <laughs> he, uh, he, he ain't stole my gimmick. He just got to it before me. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I, guess. I swear to god i was go i was debating frostbite and gangrene i kid you not uh, so i'm gonna leave really that really what do you think about that i'm just gonna fucking walk away from it <laughs> it's a best like hans room, into man. the hans into the snow <laughs> hans into right the at the end <laughs> but again fucking hell man i gotta go with a solid seven i'm gonna it's oh. it's We've got we've got a, a deadlock again. Um, this is a solid movie. Um, do I think it's rewatchable? Yes, but only once. Um, sure. Okay. Do I think that it's? I mean, maybe twice if you're really into catching every little tiny Norwegian possible thing you could find in it. Yeah, I, you could you could watch it a few times at, maybe as a local. Um, but I think this is a fucking brilliant movie. I think it's it's got layers. I think that it's got some social commentary, probably about the country. But I mean, my perspective, I took some world history, um, you know, type of 
liberties with what I thought it was about. Maybe that's what they meant. Maybe, maybe not, but it was well done. There's definitely some beautiful commentary here. And the CGI, the CGI company that that did this movie deserves a goddamn award because they no doubt are some young upstarts that do not have any budget and still just care about and know what they're doing. There's some very talented artists phenomenal that is that's where they, they that those dudes those people from those three production houses they are the stars of this movie definitely no doubt no doubt yeah. um yeah. like i said i give this a solid seven and i'm gonna leave the diseases alone because terry <laughs> literally <laughs> picked both of the ones i was going back and forth between that's so fucking funny to me <laughs> yeah and i love the image of you walking into the snow just turn around fuck yeah <laughs> and the reason is the same reason one is like i feel like i'm out of my mind with this movie because it did take me back and forth over and over again and frostbite because that can actually cause insanity as well and look at where the whole shit's shot does norway have summer for what a week a year something like that yeah some, yeah yeah i think like it's that. exactly so, only four minutes but yeah i feel I, like i got frostbite watching this movie man I, right hey yeah yeah it's cold very very cold yes um yeah so that's uh that's troll hunter andre overdoll 2010 troll hunter check it out if you haven't well worth watching uh because it will appeal appeal to many people out there even if it's from horror action adventure fantasy and by the way next week arch (laughs) my personal choice for this is texas chainsaw massacre part two oh hell yeah man yeah boy we're getting insane on it (laughs) we're getting batshit crazy you fuckers are gonna believe it now and let me tell you why because this is the greatest horror sequel ever Uh, i that's a hard one to argue man i'm excited about this dude (laughs) oh i can't wait baron already oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, this 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 movie sent me fucking nuts by the end. Um, <laughs> Tobey Hooper, the first one, oh, serious horror. Second one, you're out of your goddamn mind, sir. <laughs> Dude, coked out Dennis Hopper is so good in this. He's so good. Yeah. Like, all right, we're going to get into it next episode. Um, and I want to throw out a recommendation as well uh, a couple of folk metal bands because this movie has a real folk metal spirit listen to Corpaclani and Fintroll both brilliant folk metal bands that I've been digging lately Fintroll's right dope Fintroll's dope as fuck yeah, yeah. man yeah definitely um, yeah any final words there gentlemen you know what I put this over on Nolu and I know we have people that don't cross platforms so I'm going to throw it out there um, there is an amazing video game. It's the only video game I've ever played that's online. I like to be left alone when I play games. <laughs> and I like story lines and things. Uh, but there's a game called Dead by Daylight. 
Um, I will, if you hit me up, I'll fucking put out my gimmick where I can, we can go and play games together. But Dead by Daylight is a horror video game played online that rules. So check that one out. Fantastic. Um, Reverend, do you have a recommendation for the Cinenasties? Oh, I mean, man, I, I think the troll, the the troll hunter movie needs a good recommendation and with your fucking folk metal and the video game fuck man what am i gonna go with here i don't know man eat some pastries from norway or something uh yeah buy some lisa frank uh trapper keepers there you go trapper (laughs) keeper brought to you by lisa frank not norway Uh, yeah um (laughs) Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 